Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy! Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Oh yeah, that's right, Friday, my friends, and guess what we're bringing back? A little beer for brunch. Yes, you heard me right. It's a fan favorite. It's back. We're so glad to have it. Welcome into the program. Remember, it is Red Friday. Remember, everybody deployed. You see a veteran today. Shake their hand. Buy them some lunch. Say some nice words. Because if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be where you're at today. All right, guys. Welcome in. Real quick here. Beer for brunch Friday. You remember it. You remember it over on the cartel. We're going to talk about everything that is not political. We're going to have some fun. And I got a little surprise for you. I got a little I got a little guest in studio that's going to be a full-time member of this deal. We're going to get to that in a second. We're going to get to the mystery meat that's sitting right here beside me. But I want to quickly... I want to get the advertisers out of the way here. Do me a great big favor. Scarsandstripescoffee.com, combatflipflops.com, and make sure you head over to the matlockshow.com and click on that Verve link, that CBD oil. Go go spend some money. Go make me some money, would you? So get over to the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E. All those links are at my page. And oh, by the way, just jumped on with Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. If you're looking for a new cell phone service, cell phone, great guys right here in the great state of Texas. They believe like you believe. Get over there. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Matt. All right. All right. Got to turn his mic on here. We have in studio my new partner in crime, my beer for brunch Friday partner, Party File Steve. What's going on, buddy? Hey, doing great. I'm ready to get this started because I'm thirsty. <laughs> so, first of all, let, let's tell the audience. I mean, so here's a little background. I'll give you my background of what I know about Party File Steve. And then I'm going to have Party File Steve tell you about Party File Steve because if you guys all know, if you watch this little show called The Chad Prather Show, you might know this gentleman. He's the sidekick. He's the roadie. He's the road wife. He's the beer getter, the whiskey drinker, the cigar smoker, and maybe the bodyguard of one chad prather but uh what is your role party file steve it's everything isn't it i I think you just described everything in one sentence i I think i think so from start to finish and he's my best friend so that kind of you know it kind of helps to uh the relationship 
if you're with someone that much, you got to like them. Yeah. So so let's let's talk here real quick before we get into beer for brunch because we got some beer here. We're gonna talk some beer. We're gonna we're gonna talk some funky stories. We're gonna have a good time here on the podcast today. How did you meet Chad? In a bar. Oh no! Of course you did. Of yeah. course you did. Probably about eight or nine years ago, we were in Fort Worth. I was working for uh, one of the Texas bands, and um, I met him at uh, I think it's uh, Whiskey Girl Saloon. I think it's Stampede now. I was going to say right yeah, there Whiskey in the Girl Saloon isn't there anymore, is it? No, it's the Stampede. It's there in the stockyards. And I want to say that's the first time we met. We may have ran into each other a couple times before. And then we had a mutual friend says, y'all need to work together. Y'all need to do something together. That was a mistake. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, he used to say, he says, one of these days I'm going to hire you. And I would laugh and joke and say, yeah, doing what? Because he wasn't doing anything. Well, I mean, he was, you know, and, and as everybody knows, if you don't know who Chad Prather is, head over to watchchad.com. Great guy, lives right here around us. That's how I met Party File Steve. That's now how I know Chad from the cartel and all that stuff. But he was big on... Facebook. He he was a social media, what we called a social media darling at the time. Yeah, but this was before that. Oh, even before yeah, that. Yeah, even before that. Oh, so he so would he tell me nothing. he was he was doing a show on an, another network at my backyard oh, yeah, out of yeah, Fort yeah, Worth. Yeah, I think yeah, Ride, Ride TV. Ride TV. Yeah. So he was doing that, but st- I didn't watch that. I I don't know if anybody else did. <laughs> but uh, well, I, somebody did. Somebody so, did. Somebody did somewhere. But yes. But, he started, he would tell me, he says, one of these days I'm going to hire you. And fast forward, uh, after that first video went viral, yeah, he said, dude, I'm going to hire you. I said, well, let me know when it's a full-time job and I'm there. And it took about a year after that yeah. and that it was a full-time job. He said, come to work. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not living at the time I'd moved out of Texas traveling. Oh, what were you thinking? I, I, I was traveling with my wife. Was a tra- oh, who is a lovely woman, by yeah, the way. A travel nurse. Yep. And I had taken some time off, and he calls me, where are you at? And I'm like, at that time, I was Billings, Montana, or something like that. Oh, he said, I need you back in Texas. See, we're going to – so this is – so here's what's going to happen, guys. Party File and I are going to be doing Beer for Brunch Fridays. This is going to be ongoing. And I told you, you know, and here's the thing, Party File. I've been doing beer for brunch for about a year and a half. People love it. But you can't do it by yourself because then you're just called an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. As long as you got somebody with you, you're good. <laughs> so we can be alcoholics together on Fridays. And we can take turns sipping while the other one talks. Yes, sir. So that's exactly it. So I had to wait for a partner, but party foul. So here's what we want to do. How do they how does the audience find you? Because we're gonna we gotta get them out there. You gotta go and find Party Foul Steve. Okay. One way is Party Foul Steve on Facebook and Instagram and Instagram just party foul Steve on Twitter too but I'm not a huge Twitter guy because it's it's crazy over there at Twitter well you let Chad do all that I let him do all of that but you have you have a website I do uh party foul nation Dot com. You got to go over there because there's great merchandise. You have shirts, you have hats. You guys got a lot of different stuff, and it's it's growing every every week. We're adding stuff to it, so it's partyfoulnation.com. There's also partyfoulnation on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Yeah, and then you guys are all over the road. I mean, you're out there with the Star Spangled Banter Tour. Correct. And I know Chad's doing the Eagles of Liberty or the Freedom to Laugh or whatever the hell they call that tour this day. We, we had to change the name multiple times because, as we all know, social media kind of shuts us down yeah. um, when it was MAGA Country Comedy Tour. Isn't that something? It just, we couldn't get, the, couldn't get the word out there because people were being censored and 
including at their work. We won't go into the politics of that. Cause no, no, no. No politics Friday. <laughs> We're here to drink beer, my That's man. That's right. But I wanted to make sure the audience knows you. You know, Party Fall Steve's going to be he's going to be a fixture here. We're going to do this. We're, we're going to go after it because let's have some fun. It's Friday. I, you know I hit the politics hard Monday through Thursday. And, you know, I like to drink. I'm like Brett Kavanaugh. I like beer. Yeah. I like beer so as well. So let's talk about the beer we've got today because Party Foul and I, I, I told I told Party Foul, I said, hey, look, I want you to go grab some beer. I'll grab some beer, and then we'll just play off each other of what goes on here, and, and, and we're going to have the next beer in the next the next episode. But I grabbed, and, and we were talking about this last night because Party Foul and I were out with our wives. There are 72 local craft breweries in Dallas-Fort Worth. That's amazing because I know of a couple, but when you said that, and I then I really started, I go, a quick Google search, and I'm like, oh my goodness, people are brewing beer everywhere. 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 It, it, it's, it's a fantastic time to be alive if you like beer for brunch. But you you made an, I want to talk about what you talked about before we get to the beer, because Party Foul shows up at my house and he says, you know, I went to get beer and I went to Walmart. Tell us about that. Worst place you could ever go is any kind of box store to buy any type of, they're only going to have one or two local beers and yeah. everything else is the national stuff. I understand why they don't do that because it has to do with volume and stuff yeah. like that. But we do have several places in the area. HEB, we yeah. have. Uh, I the, go, I've got a little place down here just uh, south where I live. It's called Main Street Wine and Beer. And it, it is really cool. And I've told my listeners before, you walk in there and he's got all kinds of wine and it's on the racks and the aisles and whatnot. And he sells lottery tickets and a little bit of groceries. And he almost like a almost like a, a quick stop or a, a little station there. He's got treats and candy bars and all that stuff. But on the back wall, it's all beer. And on the left side, so it, you, you got to figure this and in your mind, imagine this. So the store's probably, I would say, 40 feet wide. The whole back part of the store is 40 foot of cooler. Now, all the way down to the far side is all your Miller lights, your Coors lights, your Bud lights, your Coors, you know, the stuff you're talking about. The yeah. big box stores, they're going to carry the high volume beer. You're never going to see those on this program no. because Miller light, Coors light, Bud light sucks. I, I mean, come on. I mean, there's 72 freaking craft breweries in Dallas. Now, if you came over to my house, there's usually some Bud light because I do have a lot of friends and that's all they drink <laughs> yeah, is Bud light. And it's like, uh, all right, hey, let's try this. Well, my friend, if you if you look at my refrigerator right now, we've got some Michelob Ultra. Yep. He's a big Mick fan, so yep. I keep it in there when he comes by. That's low-carb cheerleader beer. I know. But he, <laughs> well, but you have to understand, he's a good dude, but uh, he has uh, uh, diabetes. Okay. So for sugar, he has to drink the, the diet cheerleader beer. That's a, I, and it keeps it, you know, he can drink that. I drank one yesterday, so I can't say ah, very much. You know, when you're in a pinch, yeah, you go grab that. But yeah, these big box stores. So the, the really weird thing about Texas, and, and you and I both know this, and I've been down here two years, and you've been here a lot longer than yep. me. You've been back and forth and in and out. And how long have you been in Texas? 49 years. Oh, so With, back and forth. Back and forth yeah. a few times. Because you told me you lived in Michigan at one time. Six months. Six months. You did a little little deal up there for, for the job because you have a background, which is amazing because you're a smart guy. Not that you look dumb or anything. I mean, you look like Party File. I mean, you should hey. see Party File. He's got long hair. He looks like Jesus. Got a little beard. You know, we were talking about that the other day on, on Chad's program. But you actually, what is your background in? Background. Oh, if you start... Uh, I spent a, uh, four years in the Marine Corps, 
came thank out, you. Came out of the Marine Corps yep. and uh, six years offshore on drilling rigs. Yeah, you were telling uh, that story last field. night about not losing any fingers. Yeah, not... I, I made it six years on a drilling rig. I have all my fingers and toes. And You uh, lost your good looks, but you yeah, still got your fingers and toes. Uh, so I get hey, that. And that back breaking kind of work, and yeah. uh, I, I still feel I still feel it today. But but and, let me let me ask you that just just quickly, when you work like that, when you work manual labor, it gives you just a great appreciation for what you do today. It does absolutely. Because I mean, I know I, I work manual labor. I get to I get to go into work now. I sit in an air conditioned studio. Um, well, you, and to, you so we were over doing the Chad Prather show the other day in Studio Twenty Two. And we're sitting there at the bar drinking, uh, what was it, Casamigos? Yes. Uh, tequila? We, tequila. Yeah. So I, I get to go to work and, ha- and have a drink. Tough and, job. Um, that's, uh, that's probably the easiest part of working for Chad Prather is... Drinking? Is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sit, sitting at a bar in a studio and, and doing podcasts and... The, the rest of it, the travel and on the road and stuff like that, because we're, uh, I think, just with American Airlines alone, we fly about... A quarter of a million miles a year. That's a lot. That is a lot. You know, I know a lot of people that fly half a mil, million miles a year. I mean, they're road warriors and all that stuff. But when you're on the road like you guys are, and God bless you, I mean, like you said, physically, probably not that demanding. Mentally and time-wise, very demanding. It is. But the cool thing about you, which I I find very interesting, you have a medical background. I do. I, uh, after I, Quit working offshore after I was. I mean, you, I was you, were, done. you were like the most interesting yeah, man I've ever I, met. I was done with that. I was like, I've got to find something else that's a lot easier. And my wife's like, Well, why don't you go to nursing school? And I'm like, Well, okay. All right. So um, I went to, started going to college, taking classes. Uh, I did all my prerequisites for nursing school. Mm-hmm. I came home and said, I don't want to be a nurse. <laughs> and she was like, What? You just spent two years in school right. and you don't want to be a nurse. Right. What are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know, but that's not it. And Didn't she, so good. she, she's like, "Hey, you've got options, though. You can go. Uh, how about a surgical technologist?" And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. I already had all the prereqs for it too. I just had to go to school for another, I think, nine months, mm-hmm. and uh, finish that, and then went to work in the operating room for several years. God, you've had a, you know, and think about your life, think about your experiences, think about where you're at and how it's prepared you. I'm sure you're very appreciative of what you have today. Absolutely. I mean, your wife, your wife is a sweetheart. We hang out with you guys. You're great people. But there are so many people today in this country that are so unappreciative of what they have. They want more. And, you know, it's the glamour that we're looking at, the Instagram life, where everybody thinks that our lives are what we put on Insta. Yeah. No. The, uh, I, because if they were, we, they'd all think we're alcoholics. That's all we do is I, put my, – my wife's like, all you do is put alcohol on your Instagram. Like, well, that's most of my life. My mom does say th- – <laughs> I, I talk to my mom every Monday. That's our uh, – Hi, mom. Uh, yeah, hi, mom. Hi, mom. E- every Monday I call my mom, and on the way to the studio uh, – into the studio, yeah. it's about an hour drive, yeah. and I can talk to her uh-huh. on the road. And I say about three words the entire – thing is uh-huh okay <laughs> and because she'll talk she'll she'll feel God she will feel that mom fill that time I up and, and talk to me but she's always she's always concerned she says every time i see a picture there's uh you're drinking i'm like well yeah well mom <laughs> uh, duh. that's like it was on my resume when i gave it to chad all right so i wanted to make sure everybody knew so that's party foul steve 
I mean, that's the brilliant life that he leads. What's going on? You know, we're going to take this beer for brunch and we're going to have a good time with it. We are because politics gets a little stuffy every now and then. I mean, and right now, when you look at everything going on, you need to take a break. So today, here's what we're going to do. So I stopped by. The Main Street Wine and Beer. Love that guy. He gave me, he gives me a free 12 pack about once a month. I love the dude just for mentioning his name. But uh, Roaring Sons, you're familiar yes, with Roaring I'm Sons? Yes, I'm very familiar. Yeah. I've been to their brewery many times. Yeah. So it's October. Yeah. It's October. We're coming into fall. So what better way to start fall than with the October Fest? Nice. Now, have you ever been overseas for October Fest? Overseas for October Fest? Uh, no, not really. I did spend some time in Okinawa. Um, I've spent some, I've been to about 31 countries while you know, serving, but, uh, I drink a lot of beer, but I don't know that I ever drank, uh, a seasonal beer while overseas. Oh, there. Well, so yeah, I didn't, I, mean, I didn't go anywhere like Germany or something like that. Well, and that's for, what I was talking about. Germany. It's yeah. big. Oktoberfest. It comes from the Germans. It, it's a celebration. They've got really cute ladies running around with their boobs, hanging out, you know, giving you beer. It can't be that bad. I right? have been to a couple of the uh, establishments. Is that what the, we're talking about? Well, the Oktoberfest kind of festivals that oh, we have right here in yes, Texas. Yes, yes, And And we do that. We did that back in Fort Wayne, and we would drink that really because the Oktoberfest is known for really dark beer. And, and they like that. I mean, I'll give the Germans one thing. They've got good taste, and I'm half German. So I'm, they do, and... and and a lot of that beer is like eating a meal. Oh yes, you, you you drink a beer and you're like, I just feel like I ate a steak. Well, you're not going to drink. You're not going to drink six eight of these. No, and, and that's fantastic. So Roar Roar and Sons came out with their Oktoberfest, and I have to tell you, and we do this. So we're gonna we're gonna go through these beers. Party Files got his glass. I've got my glass. You know, I'm gonna. It, it's not as dark. As I thought it would look. I thought it would be a lot darker, I, I too. Did, I did, too. So, you know, I, I we've never had this beer, and we're going to try to pick beers that we don't drink a lot or haven't had at all. But I thought this would be a lot darker because it's a seasonal. We're coming into fall. You get those snow plows. You get those darker beers. You had said last night that Shiner Bach puts Shiner, out that holiday. Shiner Cheer. Yeah, puts out. So so I figured this would be a lot darker. It's It really is almost on the line of almost a brown ale. I was going to say, it, it it does look like a brown ale, just slightly has a red tint to it. Yep, just, just, just a little red just, head on it. Just, just, just I bit. like redheads. You? Yep, I do, I'm, very I'm, much so. i got a little soft, my, soft spot in my heart for redheads, but it's not real heavy. It's, Try it. Yay, there we see. This is why you got beer for brunch. One guy can drink, the other guy can talk. How, I've been holding this glass for uh, ten minutes. Well, and I know. I'm like, we, we had, when can I take a well, drink? We had to I introduce wanna... you, Steve. We had to. We had to let. We had to let the Matlock Show Nation know who you were. But no, it, it's got a nice taste. I like it. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of beer for me that I think I could sit around and I could have four or five on the back patio, smoke a cigar, enjoy a nice fall evening, maybe around the campfire. It's not too heavy, but you're not drinking a pilsner, a lighter lager. Yeah, and I, can, I always compare I, I compare beer to coffee. Okay. Because and I do that because people say, well, I like my coffee this way. I like it with yeah. this oh, and yes. that kind of yep. thing. And I'm like, beer's a lot like that. The first time I drank coffee, I did not like it. The first time I drank beer, I did not like it. Oh, you know, and that's funny because I didn't either. And it it's an acquired. I think it's an acquired taste. There's some people that'll say, hey, no, I drank th I drank my first beer and I loved it. No, my I puked my first beer. Well, okay, <laughs> so you brought this up. Fantastic change of little subject here. What was the first beer you drank and how old were you? Coors Light. I was about 12 or 13 years old. My uncle lived next door to us. Okay. And he kept beer in his fridge. Sure. Well, he, I walk in his house or watching TV and stuff in the den. 
Well, on the way out one day, I opened his fridge. I grabbed a Coors Light and took off running out his back door. You ran because yes. you thought you were stealing yeah, something. I, was stealing. Right? Yep, yep. I ran over behind my parents' house. We have where a rabbit cages, and so we lived kind of in town, but we're in the country. We had rabbits and we had stuff like that. So I ran over there and I popped that top on it. And well, yeah, because that was the pull tab days. I, yeah, the pull tab. Yeah, and you know. I'd always seen these people chug beer. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh my what God. was that? What was that movie with Kenny Rogers with all the kids and stuff? Oh, uh, Stroker Ace. Not Stroker Ace. No, it the, was, uh, uh, oh, what, we'll have to look it up. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I can't even remember it. But they were all driving the race cars, that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, and I'd seen like somebody chug a beer, maybe in that movie, maybe in a different one. So I thought that's how you drank beer. Right. So it's a Coors Light. Well, I pulled that top off and i started chugging no oh. it hit bottom it came right back out oh so you got sick of me that's it, funny it just, not what i was expecting well see in, in my first beer it's a, it's the same kind of story so you know just so everybody knows and i've said this before my father was a raging alcoholic i mean he always drank there was never a time he didn't have a beer in his hand but my mom and dad would throw these big parties and they play cards. I love playing cards. They would play euchre. They'd play canasta. They'd play poker. You know, they'd play rummy, and they'd have all these couples over. Well, my dad always had Pap's Blue Ribbon in the fridge. PBR. Good, good PBR, dude. Back with the old pull tabs, right? Well, as a kid, seven, I would go around, and I would bring everybody beers. I was the waiter. Yeah. Because, you know, I thought I was cool. I love cards, and I loved watching people play cards. So I would go around, and I'd give everybody a beer. Well, one night, you know, the festivities that got going on, everybody had been there a couple hours. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's merry. Let's just call it merry. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, it must be good. I mean, everybody's drinking this stuff. It must be good. So I'm like you. I go to the refrigerator. Grab that PBR and I sneak into mom and dad's bedroom. Isn't it funny? You ran, I snuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're like, oh, I'm doing something really naughty here yeah. and I'm going to do it, right? So I went into mom and dad's bedroom. I pulled the top off that. And like you, I had never watched a movie, but I took a big old gulp because I'm thinking, it must be good. <laughs> All these people are drinking it. I can't drink a PBR to this day. Yeah. I, I, I've tainted myself. That's funny because I can still, late, years later, I probably started with uh miller light and when mm. i started drinking beer of age when i was of age i'm, I'm not i drank beer of i drank age. what yeah Did you drank before age oh come on from Steve. about the age of party file from 16 we could go we lived in a dry county so you would have to no. you could go across the county line and find somebody to buy beer for you right or you would go to the bootleggers the and bootleggers the, so we Were had a, the pretty girls with the fake ids Is no that, was that no this no, is no. this is a shady part of town. This is uh, um, <laughs> don't go there after dark. Yeah. You know, my dad was chief of police in my hometown, so he would oh. say, he would say, "Stay over there." You know, don't ever go over that way. Well, that's right. the first place I went. Well, sure it is because so, you were told not to at, at sixteen, and you could go over there and buy Budweiser Tall Boys for a dollar a piece. Oh, well, and so that's a, that's where I started. I started at Budweiser as far as my Bud, regular Bud heavies. Yep, and. The the rest is history after that because once you can go drink Budweiser every weekend, yeah, you can drink anything. I think. Well, I think it's I, funny you called it bootleggers because my best friend, his sister was older, she bought a spear. So as with any uh, inquisitive youth, you know, we didn't wait until twenty one. And I don't know if you were like me, but as a youngster, I could grow in a full beard. 
No, well, I couldn't. I, I, I'm the, I was ba- I'm still uh, baby face. Okay. Uh, you, you got a full beard though. I, you got, I do, but I, it, it took a very long time. <laughs> but I looked rather mature for my age. So we would go into bars in Angola, Indiana, and I'd be 19, 20 years old. Now yeah. I had a fake ID. Shh, tell, tell mom. But you know, we could get in, and we were buying beer, and I mean, we never waited. And nowadays, you know, the amazing thing is, and I say this all the time, if we had social media back then, I'd already been in jail. Oh yeah. I, I, the things we did, the stupid stuff we did, party file, and the things that I look back on now and I say, how am I not dead in cars and stupid shit and all the stuff that happened? But nowadays, these poor kids, you know, they're living in an age where everybody just pulls their phone out of their pocket and they're videoing you. Yeah. You never know who's watching. There's too many eyes on you at all times. I'm glad we didn't have video. I don't need any video evidence you, of anything back then. Um during those early age of drinking and stuff like that, I did it. Now, in my household, none of my, my parents didn't drink. Really? It was It was forbidden. And that's probably what gave Were you Baptist? We were Baptist. All right. That so, makes sense. Um, we didn't bring it into the home. And uh, so, growing up, I, even when I turned 21, I never had that chance to have a beer with my dad. And this is something I always... I, I talk about now because I was not... I wasn't taught to drink responsibly. <laughs> Because there was, your parents didn't drink. They didn't drink. So when so I did it, hog wild. it was full oh, throttle. Oh, yeah. And that's the way I did it. Yeah. So my dad's passed away now. I never got to have that beer with him. And I've told you this story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as my kids were growing up, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to forbid it. When they become about 15 or 16, if you want to try it, try it right here at home. Where I, I'm at. Right. Where I'm I, at. I know where you're at. That's I, right. I don't want you running the back roads because I did that. And <laughs> you, you, you know, the funny thing is, Steve, and I, I laugh at this because I have kids as well, and, and they think they're rewriting the book we wrote. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they think they're pulling something, and, and we were that way with our parents. I mean, our parents are sitting there laughing, saying, uh, yeah, yeah, we know what you're doing. So when you, you talk about that. As, as kids, we think we're smarter than we are. Yeah. So it... Fast forward to the raising the kids, yeah. and we're having the fire in the backyard. Mm-hmm. We're having our drinks. I let them. I let them taste all the way up. There, uh, three of them are of drinking age now, twenty one and up. Nice, and they're all very responsible because we taught them don't drink well, and yeah. drive. Yeah, if there's Uber, you, there's n- absolutely no reason to ever drink and drive. There's no, too many not options. Anymore. It's like it's. I've never had a kid do it, but I'm like, I don't care where you're at or what you're doing. Right. Don't get in a car and drive. Call me. Right. I'll come get you. I'll come get you. And I'm not going to no, yell at you. I mean, no, that's question, re- exactly. no questions asked. Well, and you know, party file, you bring that up and, and I always chuckle because you see these athletes, you see these celebrities, you see these folks all getting pulled over for DUIs. It's like, couldn't you hire a driver? I mean, yeah. what are you doing? Exactly. They can hire a driver for the night. Right. For a hundred bucks. Right. It's uh I've had a, I've done this. I've hired a I've hired an Uber driver. Well, you are a party file. I've mm-hmm. hired an Uber driver off of I'm not gonna, you know, off the record kind of deal. Oh shh. And I and don't I tell said, Mom. Hey, here's a hundred bucks. Stay here. Yeah. And we're gonna drink here for a couple hours. Yeah. I just want to make sure that boom. Yeah. And, the, and when you come out, they're there, there, there and they they'll are. take you to the next spot and they'll wait on you. And he made out probably pretty good over just a few hour period. Yeah. Well, and that's the way to do it. I'll tell you, I am impressed with this beer. I'm about uh, two thirds of the way through. 
really nice flavor. I mean, it, I, I'll tell you, good drinking beer here for October. Fall's coming. You're going to be sitting around your fire. Now, I think, and I don't know this for a fact, I think Roaring Sons has a pretty good distribution network. They do. So and I don't th- I think, yeah, I think you can get this even outside of Texas because there's a lot of these beers that you can't get outside of Texas, the, which not my problem. You got to come to Texas to drink them. Another thing about them on Saturdays, especially through the summer, I don't know what their fall schedule is, but from about 1 o'clock, maybe 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock till 3, mm-hmm. you can go in there for 15 bucks And drink. And drink. You get, I think, you get a glass yep. and you get three beers. Yeah, a lot of those, my wife and I went to, an, and we'll stay on Roaring Sons. We're not going to promote anybody else today because that's what we do on these shows. But we had another, there's another brewery that my wife and I went to, same thing. You spent $10, and it was from one to five, I believe, like three or four hours. And what happens is you got four drafts. You got to try all their new beers. I mean, four drafts for 10 bucks. And they have a live band out there. It's normally a little get together. It's a little. It's a little picnic festivity. Have a good time type deal. So. And that Roaring Sun has live music. They also have. Uh, well, one of my friends that caters barbecue. There it is. He he does it a couple. What'd you of, say, taters? Barbecue. What, is cater. Ta- caters. Okay. Caters. I thought you said taters barbecue. No, That'd be a cater. great taters. He, he caters. It's, oh, he caters. Okay. It's rack attack. Okay. Barbecue. Yeah, rack attack. Give him a little plug. The, I will. I'll there give him a little plug. There you go. The barbecue is excellent. I. I just had another person's barbecue at a different function the other day, and I was like, doesn't compare to his. So Yeah, I've had Rack Attack, I'll tell you. I'll give him a little bit of plug here. Really good barbecue, and that's the one thing I love about Texas. Um, Indiana doesn't have real good barbecue. Yeah, I don't, imagine, I don't imagine it does. Now, I'll tell you, there was one place in Fort Wayne called Pigs and Shigs. That was really good. It probably is, but that guy is probably an implant from somewhere else, maybe Pop. Kansas City. Yeah, or you're probably right. It's you're, you're probably right because the, the the barbecue down here really good. I recently, and I can't remember what state I was in, and they said no, the barbecue you got to go. Oh, we were in Montana. We were in Missoula, Montana. Oh, I've been to Missoula. Great city. And, yeah, great city. It is very well. We're not getting into politics, but oh, it's, you could okay. Stuff. Okay, it's well, a super, gonna, yeah. a super liberal city. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, we're at the venue, and the guy says, "Hey, they really have great barbecue. It's right down the street." And I'm yep. like, "Okay, but I'm a little scared to eat barbecue. You're skeptical. I'm real skeptical." So we go over there. And it turns out the owner and the guy running the place is from, like, Kansas City. And I'm like, oh, we're good. Transplant. I'm eating. Yep. It was transplant. And, and I'll it tell was you, Kansas great. City has some good barbecue, too. And I, what I like about Kansas City, I've been there several times. I used to travel all over the country for a long, long, long time job. They have the Power and Light district yes. in Kansas City that is beautiful. Bunch of restaurants, open air. They do uh, live events, music, but you can sit down there, you can drink, and it's a really cool atmosphere. I was there one year for, I think, St. Patrick's Day. No, they blew it out in Kansas City. I always forget the names of the places that yeah. have really good barbecue, but Chad always remembers where they're at. He right. may not remember the name. Right, he says, right. no, we have to go down here, yep. go down here. It's between this and this. I'm like... And you can't remember the name of Well, when it. you're on the road, so you guys probably go back to a lot of the same places. We I, do. I would about, about every 12 to 15 months. So you've got your spots. We do. We I, have- I was that way, too. When I traveled, I had my spots. So like you said, you know where you're going, but you don't always remember the name, but you know it was good. Yeah. And that's what's great about traveling, because I'll tell you, Des Moines, Iowa, I know you guys were just yeah, there. We were just in Did Des Moines. Did you go to the High Life Bar? I don't know if I did or not. Uh, you would have known. Okay. You walk into this place, and I'll give him a little plug here, because I, I used to go to Des Moines, Iowa, uh, probably three or four times a year 
for ag. Big, big ag town. There you go. You got to got to put another one in there yep. while we're doing it. See, Party Foul just finished his first beer. This is how it works around here. We're, we're drinking some Roaring Suns Oktoberfest. But no, I would go to Des Moines, Iowa three or four times a year. And they've got the High Life Bar out there. And you want to talk about going back in a time warp. So you walk into this bar, Party Foul, pan, a wood paneling. They have the old, remember the old neon bar signs? For Stroh's, oh yeah, low and brow. Remember, before I worked for Chad, I tour managed for these bands. Oh, I've been into every honky tonk, every yeah. every bar in Texas because I primarily toured in Texas. A right. few times I went up to Colorado and went Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, but primarily Texas. So I've been in almost every honky tonk imaginable let, let, in Texas. Let, let's talk about that for a second because I find that very interesting. I mean, so here you are. Spent some time in the Marines because you had to. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Yeah, we're going to save that for another podcast. But uh, so you're in the Marines four years. You come out. You're on this oil rigging drill platform. You're, you're, how did you get into honky tonks? It, it, accident. Um, you know, isn't that the I, way life works? It, it, everything has been, it, I, I don't know if an accident or a, ble- a blessing, because a lot of times it's, it com- it's disguised. So while I was going to school, for nursing school while I was doing all the prereqs for that. God, you were a busy at the guy. Same, I was in San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. My wife's uncle was raising racing greyhounds. Yeah, that's another story. He Good Lord. had like uh, four or five dogs okay. that he raised, and they raced and that kind of thing. Nothing really big. Well, uh, he he died, and we had these dogs, and I had a, and I had a litter of dogs on the way, and I didn't know I really didn't know what to do. Uh, long, long story, a uh, short story. I'm going to, or you can tell I'm the gonna, story as long as you want. We got all the time in the world, my man. Good deal. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of compact this because this is over the whole time that I'm going to school and then working in the hospital, I'm raising racing greyhounds. That's crazy. And I raised my very first litter. I had, uh, seven out of the 10 out of that litter went to the top track in the United States. So where was the top track? Where was that at? Wheeling, West Virginia. When I say top track, because that was the highest paying track, okay. which the best of the best went, went still go. Makes sense. Still go. There's not a, uh, it's kind of a, it's a dying sport. Sure. And uh, so they go up there and they start making money. And all of a sudden I'm written up in a National Greyhound magazine uh, over my dogs. Yeah. And I named one of them Party Foul. Ah, that here was, it comes. Here's the yes. origin story. We've so, got the Party Foul origin story so, going off right now. So this dog becomes, for a very short time, like a week and a half, yeah. he was the top dog in the United States wow. for his distance. Yeah. And, and, and what was the distance? How far did they run? Three-eighths. Three-eighths a mile? Yeah. Okay. So very fast. Don't ask me times. I would, I've, well, I've I w- forgotten. I, I, will, I will tell you a fantastic story. I went down to Daytona, and I had never seen a Greyhound race. And I was working for another guy. I was doing recruiting. And we went down for a little four or five day trip down to Daytona Beach. And we were down there and we went to the dog track. Yeah. And we started betting on him. Oh, what a rush. It, it, I loved it. It and is. I loved dogs. And I loved watching it. But, you know, a little secret. Maybe maybe you're going to laugh at me. Because I always said, I, I had a guy, I had an old guy, sitting beside me at the track. You know, you're I already in, know what you're going to say, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting in the bleachers. You know, I'm sitting in the bleachers. I'm about three rows back. You know, you got the track. You got the fence. That little rabbit deal or tail or whatever it is. It goes around the dog's chase, all that stuff, right? So I'm sitting there, and the old man looks at me, and he says, always bet on the dog that shits. Yeah. And I'm I like, what? Say that. He's like, and I watched that, Party File Steve. I watched it. And 
by God, about, I would say not every time, but I would say about 60% of the time, he was right. Yeah. And I was always, you know, as being an owner, now we leased our dogs to the track. Yep. So, but I still got to see a lot of simulcasting. I got to watch it on TV. I would right. go, when they, I would, could watch on the computer. So when my dogs were running, yep. I would go and watch them. But nine times out of 10, if I'm there at a track and I'm betting, I'm betting on the trainer. Really? Yeah, well, I'm so not betting. Okay. Yeah, because you you get to learn dogs, you get to learn trainers, right? And you're like, okay, this dog's trained by this, and I, I kind of look back at its history and that kind of yeah. thing. And what I love about the dogs is it's a hundred percent dogs. There's no human on their back to pull them up, right? So they drop they're, out of the money, so they can drop back in grade. So next right. week they can come back and get a win. So they're sandbagging. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yep, yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Hor- uh, not dogging on the horse. That's what they do. Yeah. No, and I you look in anything you do. There's a lot of sandbagging involved. Now, do you do knowing that you were around that greyhound scene, the racing scene? Are you any good at betting on horses? No, <laughs> no. My, now, now take my wife to a horse track, and she. Bet, I bet she bets on the color. She does. <laughs> she stands out there. You know, as they bring the horses around right. when we're doing live, when we go to live races because I still enjoy live races. Um, when they bring the horses out and yep. kind of show them off, yep. she goes, oh, that's so pretty. I'm oh. betting on it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That happened one year. It was so funny you say that because I used to have this big NCAA March Madness bracket. In one year, our secretary won it based on the colors of their jerseys. That's crazy because that's you go back to it. We used to do the fantasy football yep. in our household. Yep. And yeah, I have four kids. So everybody has their own fan, plus um, nieces and nephews. Yeah. So they would all, it, we'd have big things. And my daughter at the time, I think she was six or seven years old. She won three years in a row, fantasy football. Isn't that something? And you're like, it's just, it was pure luck. Blind luck. Of course, we're kind of helping her. I'm like, y'all, we way helped her right. too much. That's funny. I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying this beer. I really am enjoying this beer. If you guys can get out the Roaring Suns Oktoberfest, very clean, very easy drinking. I mean, this is a nice little beer. I don't know what what's the percentage. I wonder if they put it up six. If it, I was going to say it's probably going to be six or seven, and, but and, I know, can feel it. That's why I like these craft beers because you don't have to drink a lot of them. Because when you drink a lot of beer, you get bloated. Yeah. In my go-to, and I'll tell you what's happening to me lately. So when I'm I'm an avid golfer. I like to go out and play golf. I play once or twice a week, and I play with my buddy who likes the Michelob Ultras, you know, the low-carb <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But Cheerleader beer. Yeah, thank you. But I, when I'm out on the golf course, I'll drink Miller Lite. And, and I don't dislike Miller Lite. I don't dislike Bud Lite. I don't dislike – they're there for a reason. But I get real gassy. Yeah. I get real gassy and full and bloated. Miller Lite gives me a headache the next day. Well, that's because you're drinking so many. No, I, I always judge whether it's what whether it's liquor or beer or whatever I'm drinking. Yeah, I always judge it by how I feel the next day. Yeah, okay. That's and a, so that's, a good that's I mean, I'm like, I like oh, that. because I'm like, okay, it tasted really good, but the next day I'm like, I feel horrible, so I won't drink that again. And you know, I'm I'm that way with my cigars. Yeah, we were at the cigar bar last night. So I go in there being the guy that I am, and I love cigars. I, I smoke good cigars. I'm an Oliva fan. I like the A.J. Fernandez. I like the Primos. I like the Brick Houses. But we went down to Silver Leaf, yeah. downtown Fort Worth. And, and I'll tell you, great place, great place. Had a great time, you know, but I went into the, the humidor, and I said, you know, I want something full-bodied. 
that you know it's got some good flavor. I like a good flavored cigar. People, you know, I don't smoke. I used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I was a smoker for like ten years. Quit cold turkey. My dad got lung cancer, and I watched him lay on that table back about 15, 16 years ago. He had lost like forty pounds. Looked like death warmed over. I thought they, we thought yeah. we were going to lose him. They took part of his lung out from cancer, right? So I quit smoking cigarettes. So I took up smoking cigars, and I like a full body good tasting, good-flavored cigar. Well, I'll tell you, I'm the same way with my cigars the next morning. I woke up this morning, I swear to you, someone shit in my mouth. Yeah. I had a full-bodied, I mean, and he told me last night, you want some earthy, taste-like leather futon cigar, this is your guy. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, I've been drinking, let's go. But I woke up this morning, and I'm like, what in the, I had to brush my teeth twice to get that, but I'm like you. Who recommended that? Was that Eric? Yeah, I think it was Eric. Probably so. He's the one that he... He gives you a full tour of that humidor. Oh, it is beautiful. And and will just absolutely beautiful. help you pick out a cigar. And he's the one that turned me on. I used to do V-cut on a cigar. And he's yeah, like, I've never been a V-cut guy. Well, I just did it because I had one. I had uh, one of the cutters yep, yep, when I was yep, like, I'm yep. going to go smoke some cigars. Yep. And I did the V-cut. Well, I went and did their, I say a tour. It's not really a tour. But he talks about different cigars, all this kind of stuff. And he says, no, you got to go straight cut. And I'm like, oh, always a straight cut. And I'm like, why? He said, because the guy that hand rolled these said, you must. Well, then and he, I'm like, he well, would know. he would know. Right. So I've done straight cut ever since. Now, I've got a buddy. He likes to punch. He'll punch the center out, leave it that way. But he also is a chewer. We were talking about that yeah. last night. There are people that will put that cigar in their mouth and they'll just chew on it all day. Never light is, it. Yeah, which is really weird to me because I enjoy, I enjoy the flavor. I enjoy the heat. But I enjoy the the just the whole environment of smoking a cigar because it's social. I'm social. I like to talk. You hang out. A cigar is where you meet. We're going to be smoking some cigars tonight. I mean, that's just what you do. And, and the crazy thing is I never thought – my wife used to come out because I would go out in the backyard or in, in as we roll up the garage door and we put our chairs outside the garage mm-hmm. and we sit there and have our drinks and smoke cigars. And I used to go out there, and I would sit by myself. Well, she started coming out and kind of hanging out, and we would just talk and whatever's going on in life and that kind of thing. And she said, well, let me have a drag off that. Well, it didn't take very long. I was like, no, you got to go get your own cigar. Yes, I'm taking all mine. So now, occasionally, she and like last night when we went out, she smoked her own cigar. Now, once she starts, along with the alcohol, you can't get her to put a cigar out. Well, yeah. And that's like. What a great woman. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Beautiful beautiful woman. And she smokes a cigar. But she, it's, I I really think it's because she really likes to hang out with me. And she knows. And she knows. We'll we'll change that. No. And I, and I think that's because she knows what I'm going to do because she's never held me back or stopped me from doing what I want to do, whether it's um, having a drink or smoking a cigar or whatever. But I always take her out with me. If I go out. Why wouldn't you? We've done things where it's kind of. And you, when we went to the shooting range the other day, and we yeah, went ski shooting, ski shooting, she shows up. Well, she kept score. Yeah, I'm she kept score. Which because I asked her because I do want her with me. Sure. To do that, and she was one of the only females that because it was a guy, it was a dude thing. Oh, it was a sure. big, it was a big old dude, big thing. dude yeah, thing. A lot, a lot of sausage rolling lot, around that. A lot place. of sausage, oh, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Steve, you know we we worried about covering anything, but I, I've got to. Say, it's National Vodka Day. We, oh. we, we got to talk about National Vodka. Let's do it. Because w- what's your favorite vodka drink? Vodka cranberry. That's, hey, you're you're, and you're that's, a simple guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a simple I, I guy like because 
and I say that because I can get Tito's vodka, and I'm yeah, Tito's I, is big down here. I'm just San, San Antonio or Austin. Uh, San Antonio, I believe, somewhere, I think, I think somewhere it's, down it's in somewhere that area. Because Tito's is local, yeah, and great, Tito's great vodka. It is. Now I'm an absolute guy. Do you? Uh, Tito's is made from corn. It's a corn vodka. I knew that. And a lot of people don't know that because they think when we say vodka, we think potatoes. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, you can make vodka from anything that organic. Well, yeah, there was, uh, I had in studio one time, because when I was doing beer for brunch for the cartel, and a gentleman, it was uh, Gray Wolf or Great Wolf Vodka, made okay. from grapefruit. Yeah. Really good. And that's a Texas guy, too. He went to UT. But yeah, Tito's is a big thing. I'm an absolute guy. Okay. But the only time I drink vodka, Bloody Mary's. Okay. I'm a big Bloody Mary in the morning guy. Okay. I like everything about a Bloody Mary except for it mixed together. I like <laughs> vodka. I like, I like tomato it all, juice. But I don't like any of it. Yeah. Steve. And so, <laughs> when we go, we fly all the time. So yeah. at an airport, I can get Tito's and cranberry, and a couple of those before every flight. If you not at this point in time, I'd I'd no longer worry about getting on a flight. My first early days of flying, yeah, I would be like, oh, oh no, I'm going, I'm I'm getting on an airplane. I would be nervous. I would be like, ah. Oh. And I shouldn't be. I, fl- I used to fly helicopters to work when we worked offshore. We'd right, help- right. But still, just getting on it, I'd have that had anxiety. A little fear, had a little, little phobia. A little huh? phobia. Yeah. And that phobia is long gone, but I well, still. Well, no, yeah, I see you on the flights now. You got your headphones in, you're reading a book, listening to Matt Locke's show. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I like that. It, it, I do that. So, But I drink the cranberry. Get and a little, the knock, the, knock the edge off. National, you see, it always cracks me up. National Vodka Day. Is there a national tequila day? I mean, we're yes. drinking case Casamigos. Yeah, you know, there, I, there, apparently you can submit for different days, there are and two if many. it's not taken, yeah, and they can approve it. In that summer, I don't know who they is. Well, you can go. There's <laughs> actually a website where you can actually go and you can find out all these national days. And normally, <laughs> there's six or seven of them a day. Okay, our our next research that we have to do okay. to find out if there is a party foul nation day. Well, we got to, we got to, and we will, submit. I don't care what day it is. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. And we should submit to party foul nation. And because we like alcohol, well, hell, anytime yes, alcohol is involved, there's always a party foul. Oh, well, yeah. I go in every bar that we go to across the nation without fail. I hear the words party foul, and I turn at this point, I turn around and look because I think they're calling okay, my name. So here, and they're not. Here's the question Have you trademarked that yet? No. You need to. Oh, party foul nation is. Oh, party foul nation, but not party yeah. foul. Not party foul. Okay. We even, and we we tried to buy the um web, the website, yeah. partyfoul.com. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I'm, I would assume they, that was gone. It's gone, but it's not used. Well, yeah, somebody and wants so, to charge you to buy it. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I'm like, okay, we'll just add Nation to it. Yeah. And, and boom, go. and we got it for 12 bucks. Well, yeah. Versus, well, think, but, you know, there's smart people out there, they're, you know, they're, Party they're, Foul, and they're buying up these th- these web addresses so that you buy them. Okay, I'm the same way. I oh, buy yeah, up, I yeah. buy up, if I think of something, and sometimes they're ridiculous, and I and, and a year or two later, I'm thinking, what was I thinking? Was I drunk that day that I bought that website? But I still hang on to it. You probably were. Yeah, probably you, so. you, I mean, it's probably a good It's a good percentage you were drunk that day. Probably so. And that's why I told you this morning when I got here, I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay here all evening until my <laughs> wife comes home to come pick me up. <laughs> I love it. And you're welcome anytime. All right. Hey, you know what? We're going to leave them wanting more. We're going to finish this up. Hey, guys, do me a great big favor. There's the music. Let's make sure we got it rolling up there. Uh, look. 
Tune in every Friday. We're going to have at Party Foul Nation, at Party Foul Steve on Instagram. He's going to be there. Everything else, you can find me at Real Matt Lock. We're over at the Cartel Matt. Watchchad.com. Check us out every Friday. Beer for brunch. Tell your friends. Share with one person. We're going to grow this big. And I'll tell you, we might even get to the point where uh, we might be live from some breweries. So check it out. The Matlock Show. Beer for brunch. Party foul, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're fantastic. All right, guys, that's it. Go check out all of my advertisers, everybody that I talk to you about. Make sure you share. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your brothers. Tell your friends. For today, the Matlock Show's out. Drive your vision with RealPage Market Analytics, providing 100% visibility into true sub-market performance with data no one else has and delivering the most accurate intelligence to guide investment decisions. Visit realpage.com slash see it all. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33.